Hi, welcome into the road to 124, episode two. Um, man, I was hopeful for a second that um, that things were going to be nicer today, and that the um, fans weren't going to be on in the in the place that I'm recording, which is just basically a basement. Just, uh, it's just the best way for me to get isolated from other people and record, but um, certainly doesn't help me isolate from sound as the um, the uh, central cooling fan runs right next to me. So um, I did an okay job of removing it last week, um, but my audio quality definitely suffered. And hopefully, it's a little bit better this week. do what I can. We will see. Um, I am pulling up the games right now. Austin has already scored three points on Philadelphia, so we're hopeful for them. Pull up the index in another window here. And I'll put those side by side just so I have that information. Uh, again, as last week, I'm recording this over the same period of time as the... Well, I'm recording this over the time that I'm watching the week. What week is this? The week 8 ISFL games. As Philadelphia is going to bring the score 7-3. to three. Still uh, time left on the fourth quarter here. As Austin's getting a nice drive, it looks like. Um, I am... It is 7pm Mountain Standard Time right now, so I am late to the games. The games are still going on the last couple games probably finishing up here soon um i was out with my family for dinner um but i isolated myself from what the results are so we're still getting raw reactions uh as austin stalled out uh, just before the red zone which is unfortunate for them um so still getting raw reactions to the game as i discuss what i'm going to discuss um this episode maybe not as well planned as the previous, um, and even that one was a bit uh, messy in some ways. Um, yeah, but we're still getting the raw reactions to the week uh, eight games. I've turned the speed up a little bit on those so that, um, and I think you know, overall that might be a better experience that uh, uh, I don't necessarily have to stretch myself out for the games. Still an even game between these two teams. Uh, we're looking at an Austin Copperheads team that's 5 and 2. Doing quite well. Really rebounding from uh, a few key roster mistakes um, and some poor, some poor luck, really. Um, when I say roster mistakes, I'm not talking about any like, players in specific. I believe I've heard remarks that um, they're. Offensive line bot situation was uh, not crafted very well, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, it might have might have led to them losing a bit of an edge, uh, but certainly didn't deserve the record that they had last season. Um, five and two, they've just uh, scored their first touchdown to bring it to ten to seven at the half. Um, Philadelphia's two and five. Um, I don't know if they deserve that record or not, I'm going to be honest. Um, that's a big pass to Chambers. 
I haven't talked to Char in forever. I miss that guy. I miss a lot of the people that were in that kind of game series. <laughs> Big reception to Char, but man, is Fidel going to get it back with a 72-yarder to bring them into the end zone, and they'll they'll capitalize on that 17 to 14 now to score. Um, Philadelphia's two and five. Um, you know, NSFC is tough. Um, there's some good teams with bad records. Uh, lots of, I mean, lots of bad records. Three and four for four teams in the middle of the pack, and the Philadelphia Liberty lasted two and five. Plenty of time to to. There's time to turn the, the season around in the sense that um, that I can see them getting up to being a middle of the pack team rather than a bottom of the pack team. Um, I just, look, I worry about Philadelphia long-term. Um, there were some concerns, maybe about, A, about players having the, how do I want to word that, but having the fortitude to stay with the team through such a long rebuild period. Um, and just, I don't know if necessarily... The roster is constructed in such a way that they will be able to reach the kind of success that I know some people in that organization feel they're almost destined towards. Philadelphia's gotten uh, seven points on the board to put them up 21 to 17. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, it's they're in a tough situation where there's a lot of good competition and a lot of. In the NSFC, that really are pretty successful at building rosters. Um, it's just tough. We'll see. That's um, kind of. I mean, you have uh, you have Sarasota, Berlin, Yellowknife, Colorado have all <clears throat> been able to maintain pretty strong sense of relevancy since uh, S25 Berlin was brought the league and they were able to start off pretty strong with that expansion draft being what it was and, uh, the rest of those teams have been consistently strong since I've been uh, more or less Colorado's kind of come into it recently than some of those other teams but I would say Sarasota as well. Sarasota had a bad couple of seasons at the very beginning, but that's kind of expansion should be tough. Um, Austin did end up clutching that out, 23 to 21. So they'll move up to 6 and 2 and are on a 3 win streak. Um, Honolulu versus Chicago now. Uh, Honolulu at 2 and 5, Chicago at 3 and 4. Speed played on uh, Honolulu's home field. Quick three points from Chicago. And see what these teams can do. I'm honestly not even really. I'm not sure how I feel about this uh, new Honolulu field. I mean, as far as new fields this season, uh, they're certainly playing with house money as far as uh, how we're going to grade them on that. But um, I liked this the, the 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 Smurf turf look. I like the blue look. It's just the flowers in the center. I'm not certain that I'm a really big fan of this this number font that they've used on the uh, 
yard lines. I think it's hard to look very Hawaiian without looking very cachet and very cliche. Uh, Honolulu gets a touchdown, but Chicago gets a quick uh, answer on a field goal. So a one-point game. Honolulu tried it here pretty well. I've been surprised what some of these young quarterbacks have been able to do. Um, you know, they're not necessarily world-beating, but especially if you can give them an elite ground threat. Uh, I don't think you're, you're in too bad of a scenario. Or at least just enough weapons all around. Um, especially, I think, as, as quarterbacks aren't really asked to bomb it deep, because the deep focus uh, is, is banned. Because it was removed, but really it's just not. It's not uh, both teams get another get a get a field goal on the board. Still one point game, ten to nine. Um, not exactly sure what I want to talk about uh, as far as more of the overarching <clears throat> things we can talk about. Uh, excuse me. Now. Um, just as far as the journey to one twenty first step. Let's, so let's, let's start with the very basis of that. Um, the last couple of games uh, since the episode aired for my player Tatsu Nakamura uh, scored one touchdown uh, on the ground in those two games. Let's get those two box scores up here pretty quickly. Christ is going to throw an interception, so maybe, you know, rookie quarterbacks are still a bit of a liability, let's say. Um, so a receiving touchdown in the Honolulu game, but no touchdowns on the ground in that game. Uh, rush yardage has been pretty poor. I, I, I don't think we could, you know, kind of get that yardage up a little bit. Uh, the last couple games, as far as yardage-wise, has not been great. Um, did get a rushing touchdown in the Berlin game, which was also a really important game for Arizona as a whole. I kind of... Um, kind of zoned out on that game a little bit, because A, I was kind of busy during the time when it was being streamed, uh, and B, the, uh, the result was leaked midway through the stream, which is unfortunate. Um, I feel bad for the streamer there. Um, but on the other hand, it was kind of a relief for everybody in Arizona, because it was just like, oh, we won. Oh, okay, we can get that out of the way, and um, <laughs> watch the game without having too much of a heart attack. Um, pretty good. Uh, they got out to a pretty okay lead. Um, and we kind of nickel and dimed our way to a 31 to 24 lead and win. We stuck them on the on the goal line, a fourth and goal, in order to lock that up, which was pretty clutch. Um, so super exciting for the defense there, and another touchdown on our way to 124 rushing touchdowns over the career of Tatsuna. Uh, so, like I said, falling off the pace a little bit um, was 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 unrealistic to keep that pace from the first few games going. But um, we're at 116 career rushing touchdowns. Yippee hooray! Um, eight more to go to break the record. Uh, we have tonight's game, and then we will have the remaining half of the season in order to get those done. Uh, and really, would like to do that this season. Be really would be really great. Um, 
the game has been pretty tat for tat here on the Honolulu Chicago game. A um, couple of decent defensive plays. Um, offenses have just been, you know, getting getting yards where they can. We're even 20 to 20 right now, and uh, there's four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Could be seeing some overtime. I was gonna say overtime and potentially a tie, but it's gonna be O'Donnell, old man O'Donnell, throwing an interception that puts Honolulu immediately in the red zone. Julia Christ complete Kendrick Watts for 10 yards. That's a touchdown. Uh, kick by Powers is good. So a seven-point lead for Honolulu with two minutes left. Ooh, they're gonna get a sack. They're gonna get a big sack there. Um, old Man O'Donnell definitely. Um, you know, on the other hand, the rookie quarterback versus um, I believe in an active uh, regressing, deep regressing quarterback. Chicago's going to try for all four downs there and get stalled out, which gives Honolulu another red zone possession. They'll convert it, and it's going to be a Cobra Kai touchdown to give them a 34-20 to lead that they will end the game with. Uh, we've got an Ultimus Bowl uh, rematch here, this time with New York as the home team. Um, though that might not be in their favor, as Howitzer is immediately going to throw an interception on the first offensive play of the game. Berlin's going to be stalled out for three points. Um, Berlin really looking for vengeance here. I wouldn't mind if they're going to lose. Uh, I wouldn't mind if... New York's far back enough that I'm not worried about them for the conference contention. You know, there's still half a season to play. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I'm much more concerned about um, Berlin contending for the one seed um, to get home field advantage in the ultimate uh, although we're in Arizona, so, you know, no fucking chance we're going to get out of the conference championship anyways. So, shouldn't be too worried about that. Berlin extends the lead to 10 to 0 on a uh, pass to, I believe, Skip. Might have been, uh, Tylus's. I don't know why I remember the name Tylus and not his receiver's name. Um... I'm trying to remember more of what I, what I left off on discussing things on a more macro level as far as like a career retrospective in last episode. Um, I discussed a lot about getting involved um, and about exploring different facets of the community to get involved in. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people really get hooked on the kind of locker room culture. And that's really helpful that, the, that that's such a draw for people. But ultimately, your locker room is a very contained picture of the ISFL. Um, it's really great to get out there and get involved in other communities, which will help you interact with other people. Uh, lots of guys through dots or just making graphics in general. Um, media, working on the all-pro team. Lots of people that I've been able to meet and talk with um, and get to know, and um, that's something that wouldn't happen unless I really, really wanted to just move teams every season. Um, guys like Nelka, that I've gotten to know pretty well, um, or at least talked to a lot of, of uh, graphics-related stuff with, um, 
was really great, really cool. Um, never have been even close to playing on a team with him. So, like, you know, if I didn't get involved with those kind of things and be a part of the discussion in, in lots of different areas, I don't wouldn't really have interacted with them ever. Um, so get out there, get out there and, and hang out. I got a DM for Moonlight. I wonder if that. I, I hope that's not gonna be like a spoiler for anything. Um, so I'm not gonna read that yet. Uh, Berlin and New York still going at it. New York is able to put 10 points on the board since we last uh, updated, uh, and Berlin returned with seven points of their own. So we're at a 17 to 10 ball game. New York driving with the ball past uh, midfield, but they're going to be stalled out. In fact, sacked by Wildstar at midfield uh, on third down. So it'll be Berlin's ball. Move the ball really well. Nice uh, Ticondres hit was the uh, was the answer to his Tylus's receiver. Man, I feel bad that like Hood went from yeah having like a breakout season in San Jose to going to a better team as far as roster like TV. How good the roster was, let's just say. Um, in Berlin, and the stats kind of nosedived. Uh, even though Ka Kaepernick has you know, you know performed quite well as a quarterback. Um, maybe it's something with the strategy, maybe uh, maybe it's just luck, but they seem to distribute the, um, they seem to distribute the carries, or the, uh, receptions quite evenly. Um, seven points on the board for New York, and only three more points on the board for Berlin. It's a 20-17 to 17 game, as the gap is closing here in the fourth quarter. Berlin's um, going to get a critical first down over midfield. Going to keep moving the ball into the red zone here. Um, probably going to stall out by the looks of it. And three points for Berlin there. Six point lead. Critical drive for New York here. They're really going to need a big pass to kind of chunk them up with the time that they have remaining. Um, it's nice that they got a first down there. There's a big reception to Rogers. Moves them within spitting distance of the red zone. Another couple of great passes, and they are at the 10-yard line. Um, not much time at all. Great reception to Sean Snyder. That's going to put them up by one point with the, uh, the extra point being made. No time on the clock for Berlin. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's going to be game for them. No way. In the, I mean... I don't want to say no way in Sim, because the Sim always finds a way, but... I'm um, looking at Baltimore versus New Orleans next. New Orleans and Baltimore are technically both within uh, distance of the... You know, if the tiebreakers break right for them, that they're they're already in the playoffs already, both in three and four, um, with the th third seats in each uh, of their respective conferences being third and four as well, three and four as well, so... Um, just a few things need to go right. Need to keep persisting through the season, keep updating, and um, definitely a chance for either of these teams to make it to the playoffs. Um, anything else we can kind of talk about as far as like the overarching things? Yesterday was, or er, yesterday, last week. It's been a very, it's been, a, it's been a time in the quest household. Um, 
last week was a lot about finding, uh, trying new things and finding your place. And like finding what's important to you. So I talked a lot about like, as well about find what's important to you. Is it contract money? Is it stats? Um, so it doesn't matter. As long as you find what you're, what's important to you and you're like a good person about it. Um, I think there's room for all different types of players and users in the league. Um, I'm a stats guy. <laughs> stats are important to me, man. I'm doing a whole podcast series now about my, my really amazing career stat accomplishment. Um, I talked a little bit about being worried about, like, will my next player be able to, like, fulfill the kind of, like, statistical relevance of, like, being a great player that Nakamura has and that I really enjoyed and has been really fulfilling as far as... Ooh. Ramus Roman doing Ramus Roman things, rushing for a 63-yard touchdown. I have not had a long touchdown in a while. Would be nice to have one of those. Uh, seven to six ball game. I think Baltimore missed an extra point that led us to this point differential. Um, and yeah, you know that's a concern. But on the other hand, like um, I think uh, I don't know how much I talked on this, um, but I strongly believe. Wow a field goal. That's unfortunate. Um, I strongly believe that if you find what you want, like, go and go and chase that. Like, don't... I... I don't know. If you, if you feel like what you want isn't being fulfilled on a team, there's an extremely high chance that there's another team that, that, can, that can do better for you. That's going to be a better fit. You know, if you don't like the locker room culture of the team you're on, that's fair, you know. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to be an indictment of the locker room there, but there might be a different locker room that's going to be a much better fit for you. Um, if the team you're on is not really able to vie for a championship within like your player's period of relevance and like like your peak, uh, there's there's another team that could probably use you. Um, that'll 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 have a fairly good shot of being relevant um, as far as championship contention. Um, and you know that I, I don't I don't think that's sweat off of either team's back because like they're just good their, their roster is already going to be bad when you're going to be good and you're going to be bad when they start to get good and so like you know you you be like Baltimore you, you rebuild around specific classes and say you know um, if you're older classes than this you know. We'll, we'll work out a way to get you on a team that can that can compete. Um, and you know there were some other tensions that led to different people leaving, but uh, I think Frick and Hall did a really great job of helping players find new organizations. Um, but like like go out and get what what, what what's good for you. Um, if you're on a team that that like for whatever reason you're not gonna you're not getting the stats like they are not able to make the adjustments or like whatever it is um i know from personal experience you can find that elsewhere um and yeah i, I don't know sometimes gms make will there are gms that will make compromises for players um, to try and help players achieve what they want. There are other GMs that just are are more adamant on like you 
need to be for the team, and we will do whatever strategy we think is absolutely going to give us the best chance to win. Uh, and I'm not going to say anything as far as uh, either of those being valid or invalid, um, but they might not be a right fit. So, like, there are tools. Um, I, I think I said it on last podcast. Um, do not. I, I would never sign a contract now that, like, I know uh, that that where I don't have a mutual option or um, a, or a player option, like where there's no scenario in which I have power over my own contract. Um, NTC, take it or leave it. I, I rarely find that teams will trade players without talking to them at all. Um, because you don't... Teams that are receiving the player don't want to trade for a player that doesn't want to be there, so you're going to know ahead of time. And if you tell that team, I don't want to play for you, I don't think they're going to they're gonna sign you, especially if you have... Especially if you have options on your contract. So, uh, I mean, that being said, when I signed my contract, my extension with Arizona... I signed it without an option for one or two seasons. Just fine. You know, it was part of the it was part of the negotiation of like, hey, we want to trade for you, but we want to know that you're committed. And I said, I'll show you I'm committed. I'll sign without an option for a couple of seasons. Um, and that worked out for both of us. Um, but like, the fact that I had options um, and had that power in the the trade talks. Um, and that I had that control to give that up. I had the control to say this is where I want to be for the next couple seasons. Um, at the very least, um, at least you've sold me on that, and that's like that's part of me being able to decide my fate on those on those kind of scenarios. Um, at least to the best of you know, your ability. Um, so yeah, give yourself tools, give yourself options. Just to, it just depends on what you want. You know? Um, I think I already said Baltimore won it 20-17 over New Orleans. Um, Baltimore has been pretty cheeky in some of these games, getting some nice wins. Um, which has been a little surprising, but... Um, yeah, you know, especially we talked about, I talked a little bit earlier about Price Jr. being fairly decent in the last couple of seasons. You know, not being... Uh, certainly not being the biggest... Uh, drawback, the, the biggest thing holding the team back, um, and in many ways, Garoppolo, uh, Gimme Jr. Um, has been similar for for Baltimore. They've still been able to move ball quite well. Um, a couple of uh, turnovers for Orange County in this game against Sarasota has helped them gain a 14-10 lead, which uh, I would absolutely be ecstatic for if I was an Orange County player. Uh, they're three and four on the season, looking to try and capitalize on a New Orleans loss um, to stay flush with New York in contention for the third seed. Uh, Sarasota, on the other hand, has suffered a couple of weird bad losses. Uh, go take fantasy users or fantasy owners celebrate as uh, Go Tank extends the lead to twenty-one to ten. Moving into halftime, but it's—I mean—it's not looking good for Sarasota. We could be seeing their third loss on the season, which uh, they're in a strong position to hold off. And 
I guess it's that you know, losing a game here definitely puts them a step back. But um, I guess Berlin lost as well. Um, if I remember getting that right, Marty's starting to forget earlier game results. But three points on the board for Orange County. They have a 14 point lead now. Hoi boy. Um, let's see. That's what I want to talk about. Um, I guess. Uh, wow, Boston gonna throw another interception. That one's gonna return pretty deep. Uh, Orange County already in the red zone, already scoring. That's a 31 to 10 lead. Um, I'm gonna call it 99 for Sarasota. Sorry, buds. Um, that's unfortunate for them and great for Orange County. You know their defense played lights out there. Um, that's what they need. They need their defense to play great and they need Go Tank to really carry the ball well. Uh, and they can definitely win against a lot of teams. Um, and Go Tank could definitely get me some more fantasy points, please. Um, what else is there to say? What else is there to say about Orange County is they're going to put on seven more against Sarasota. Holy cow. Um, yeah, if I was Sarasota, if I was a Sarasota player, I'd certainly be having the same rant I had uh, at the end of the last episode. Uh, now. But, uh, fortunately in this situation, I'm not a Sarasota player. Um, let's see. Shortly after I was drafted by Orange County, um, I was called up immediately, which was nice. Uh, highly recommend getting called up immediately, personally, um, especially with, with the DSVL being the way it is today. Um, I don't know, that's just me. I just find DSVL competition um, a little... I don't want to use it. I don't want to use it. A terrible... I was going to say I find it a little pedestrian, but that makes me sound extremely bougie. Um, so I'm going to embrace it. I find it rather pedestrian. Um, I just, it's, it's just not as important, you know, you're, to me, to what I want to accomplish, you know. Uh, ultimates, they go on your profile, I guess, but like, um, they certainly don't go on your Hall of Fame resume or anything. That's important to you. Hall of Fame to me is like, number one. That's what I want with every player. I'd love to have every player be in the Hall of Fame that I make. Uh, that's my goals, you know? It's not everybody. Uh, Orange County routed that out, no problem with that kind of lead. Um, Arizona versus Yellowknife now. Uh, as on the fourth play of the game, Crunk is going to uh, pick the ball off. Not able to convert it much, we'll just get three points off of that. But what's important here is Nakamura touchdown. That's, that's the... Oh, boy. Big old rush by Deadly Memes. He'll carry it for 50-something yards. Uh, and a quick pass on the outside to Pama for 17 yards is going to score it. And a 10-0 lead for Arizona over a 3-4, and 3-4 Yellowknife squad. Um, that is certainly trying to right the ship. Um, after a less than satisfactory start to the season. Um, Sakura, Colby to Sakura is going to keep uh, 
keep trying to get the last bit of magic that they can out of those old bones. So let's go stall out and put the ball away. Ten of seven ball game right now. Uh, Yellow knife will stall out and it's a quick three and out. A sack for big slam boo, the boy Moonlight. Uh, Moonlight is probably gross, but I got it for a thing. Forgot for a second that Moonlight was on Yellow knife and that we'd be playing each other today, so that's probably what the DM for Moonlight was in regards to. Um, was today's match. A sack by Leonard Taylor in the end zone will result in a safety. It'll be a 12 to 10 ball game with Yellowknife in control right now. Um, lucky, lucky for us, a sack from Plop will hopefully stop their momentum and keep them from getting more points on the board. They'll attempt a field goal with Coca, but that will not work out. Big pass on the outside to Pama, uh, which is clutch, and we're in the red zone. And it's a three-yard rush for a touchdown from Deadly Memes. Unfortunate for those watching out for the Nakamura touchdowns. Uh, just unlucky there. Um, but for you know Arizona stands in general, it's a 17-12 lead. You know, we flipped it back in our favor, so that's nice. Trying to get a stop on third and three here. Uh, they'll go for it for on fourth and third and convert it. That's uh, that's not great. That's not great for the uh, Arizona defense, they're going to keep converting it. Not much time left in the in the first half. And wow, a pass to Jita is intercepted by Jadakiss, um, who's been having a great couple of last games. We'll just run out the clock here and get to the second half, but avoid points on the board for Yellowknife. That's big clutch. Um, have possession in the second half. And another, oh, another big pass to Pama, but it's canceled out by a holding call. We'll stall out, and that's a punt to Yellowknife. Really bad holding call there, but Holby Jack just can't hit his targets. That's another interception, I believe, by Wesley Erickson. Light Noir, inactive though he may be, is still coming in clutch for this Arizona defense. Um, uh, please create a safety. Um, let's talk about this a little bit. There was an article put out by... Um, Swanky Pants, I believe, is Richard Gilbert's user, um, discussing the uh, current position saturation in the uh, ISFL. Um, I still would love to see a breakdown of that further. It's a 24 to 15 lead for Arizona. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, I'd still love to see that broken down a little bit with um, S20 to S22 players that are still, you know, active on rosters, uh, where those players are, because those players are in pretty quick um, need to be replaced. Very little. Very, there are very few S20, I guess, there's still a good chunk of S22 players that'll be able to persist through next season, uh, but you got to start replacing those fast, and you'd love to, you know, give their replacement uh, another season down in the DSFL if you're a team. Um, Arizona marched down again. It's a 31-15 lead off of the pass to Raymond. No action really for Nakamura. Not much as far as rushing yards either. Um, just an unfortunately quiet game for him. This is the life of a running back committee by committee. Um, it just it brings back some uh, some dark memories from some from from the time playing with the likes of. Uh, Ludicolo Big B and uh, Bronco Mills. Uh, a rush by JQ Jr. 
for a touchdown. Good for the man. And they're actually going to convert a two-point uh, conversion to bring it within seven. Uh, Arizona marching down a little bit, getting a nice penalty there. And yes, I was talking about long rush plays for Tatsu Nakamura, and we're going to get a 35-yard rushing touchdown. You know, not a crazy, not a crazy distance, but a huge break for Arizona as we're late in the fourth quarter. Nakamura has one more on the road to 124. Let's go. Uh, that's going to give us a nice 14-point lead, I believe. We have a 15-point lead. I don't know where the math went. Don't know what happened. Uh, but Arizona in control of the ball game. A sack by Glenn Smart. A touchdown to Eddie Jeta by Colby Jack. They're going to go for the one point, so it's an eight-point ball game. Uh, going to attempt the offs onsides. Not good for Yellowknife. That'll be the end of the game. Arizona with a 38-30 win. 8-0, baby. 8-0. And, oh. and we are now officially at 117 rushing touchdowns on the career of the illustrious, the great, the wonderful Tatsu Nakamura. Thank you. Thank you. Um, went to a bit of a zone there. That was fun. It was a, that was a fun and interesting that time. Uh, big win. Big win for Arizona. We're moving to 8 0. Uh, I believe we play Sarasota next. Uh, which, despite them falling to just about anybody and everybody, I still believe is going to be quite a tough game. Maybe one of our toughest games of the season. Maybe our toughest game of the season, um, as far as by the numbers. Uh, I'll try not to say win percent too many times, or I'll, get, um, uh, I'll, uh, I'll make a few people with some Mickey Mouse Ultimus rigs cry a bit too much. Um, Yeah, we've got Austin Copperheads, who we're traveling to in Week 15. That'll be another fairly tough game. Um, other than that, I'm not too worried about any of the other games except for at Sarasota. Um, you know, it's the ISFL. The games could definitely go either way, but I think we've got a good chance of... Um, if I was going to put this to my realistic expectations... Um, based purely on the win rate, um, which maybe is not a realistic expectation. You should probably expect to lose a couple of BS games anyways. Um, but just by the win percentage, I would say we have a really strong chance of going 14-2. Um, so I put the expectations between 12-4 and 14-2. That's about what I'd say. Uh, we got a very interesting matchup now. The, uh, I believe this is the last matchup of the day. That will be the San Jose Sabercats hosting the Colorado Yeti. Uh, thankfully, not on Yeti home field. We are on San Jose's home turf, which I'm actually quite a big fan of. I love this little, this little nice, almost minty green color that we are we are treated our eyes to. Uh, we are now tied at ten and ten. Uh, Colorado came up to a quick lead there in the beginning, uh, seven to zero lead. Uh, which San Jose promptly answered with 10 points uh, of their own um, on separate drives, of course. Uh, and Colorado was answered with three points of their own uh, and answered nicely with great plays from their uh, really well-constructed defense to get a sack while San Jose is the, in the red zone. Excuse me. Um, which will help 
cap them to three points. Big play for them. We'll get them quite deep, but unfortunately the time runs out on the first half, and uh, no points will come at that. Uh, so we'll continue with the three-point uh, San Jose lead in the second half. Uh, I'm not sure how well Waxen has done. I don't remember if I drafted Waxen onto my fantasy or team or not. If, I, if I'm going to be completely honest, I feel like I did. But I might be wrong. 13-3. Uh, sorry, 13-2-13 as Colorado gets three points on the board. Um, ooh, big interception for Afensta's player Redbeard, Mick Fredbeard. That'll put uh, Colorado in possession of the ball with good field position. Uh, tickling the nose hairs of the red zone they are right now. Uh, however, Duke Cheeks will fumble the ball, recovered by Willie Miller, I believe. Um, San Jose regains possession. Uh, driving nicely within three-point range, especially off the leg cannon of Maddie McDermott. Uh, they won't need it, though. They'll punch it in a black set and take a 20-13 lead. Um, got two pins now. I don't want to answer those. Uh, well, there's still this thrilling, this very thrilling San Jose game. Rick, Rich, Richie, Ricky, uh, Vaughn for San Jose is going to intercept it for a touchdown from 60 yards, uh, and San Jose will kick the ball off. Uh, to Colorado, who will promptly march the ball uh, after it lands into the hands of National Simulation Field uh, Football League in the back of the end zone, uh, will march the ball, will sprint it, run it for 108 yards uh, to, to knock off that, uh, to even out that score from San Jose. Still a seven point ball game, but now 27 to 20 very quickly. Uh, Colorado with possession, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's kind of do or die time. They really need to get points on the, on the, on the board in this possession, or they're going to be in an even tighter spot. But in the red zone now, uh, third and six, complete to Cole Maxwell. He doesn't drop it like he did a million times last season. Takes it 10 yards to the end zone. Tie ball game. Wow. And San Jose will punt it. Only. Two minutes on the board for Colorado here uh, as they're coming out, and they're going to have to punt it away anyways. Uh, so not much time on the board for either team to try and strike, try and get down there for a win-it field goal. Um, however, San Jose's been quite efficient with the clock. Soon they have their, um, their timeouts still left, but they're sacked at midfield. That uh, That's going to force a punt and is also going to wind the clock down to just about zero. Colorado, you know, just stunt out the Hail Mary trying to get it on the sidelines. Uh, probably not enough time for any any big hero play. Gonna be going over time here. They will end up punting it away again. Somehow five punts within like two minutes. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Getting a workout on those little legs. Colorado will score the uh, the the coin toss win and will take possession. They've got possession now at the 30-yard line, and a new set of downs at the 25. Ooh, completed a pass 21 yards down, and now a pass to William Lynn for the touchdown. They'll take it in overtime, 33-27. to 27. 
the walk-off win for William Lim, pretty huge. Now looking at the standings here, on top of the 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 conference, nay, on top of the league, nay, on top of the world, the Arizona Outlaws at eight and zero, uh, followed in their conference by the Austin Copperheads at six and two. The leader in the conference uh, opposite them, the NSFC, uh, will also be at six and two. That's the Berlin Fire Salamanders, who were recently at six and zero, now on a two-game loss streak. Uh, the the Arizona one loss pretty understandable, but that New York Silverbacks uh, loss got a sting. After that, in the NSFC, it's the five and three Sarasota Sailfish, um, and after that, we move into the the field of fours, I would call it. Four teams at four and four. Two teams in each conference. Uh, in the NSFC, we have both the Colorado Yeti in the third place position. Uh, back in pretty nice position, I would say. Not doing a great job of, of, of salvaging the season after a really poor start. Um, thanks thanks in, in, in large part to their great away record as you might not uh, respect uh, or might not expect uh, I thought they had a better away record than they did I'm, I'm wrong in that they're they're they're, they're two and three at home and now uh, two and one on the road um, so a better record as far as win percentage but even number of wins in uh, their home stadium and away um, but back in a position that we uh, we might more ex uh, expect them to be. I certainly had Berlin, Sarasota, and Colorado in a different configuration, sure, but these were my top three in my season predictions. Excuse me, as I said, I, uh, I ate right before recording the podcast and now doing a lot of breathing and talking. Um, really brings on the burps for me, so I apologize for that. Um, however, maybe not where we expected them to be. Uh, the Baltimore Hawks, also at 4-4, four four, uh, tied for that third seed, uh, looking to make uh, make some noise by making the playoffs with a, 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 a um, some would say underpowered as far as TPE goes, uh, rookie quarterback. Um, so well done for them. Um, they're not really quite out of the woods yet, as uh, right behind them are two, three, and five teams uh, we'll get to in a second, but in the ASFC are two, four and four teams will be the New York Silverbacks and the Orange County Otters. Um, Otters getting their way on a strong defense and through the legs of Goat Tank have done pretty well, being a pretty solid middle of the pack potential contender. Uh, New York uh, failing expectations perhaps a little bit after their um, incredibly legitimate and well-earned Ultimus win last season. Uh, only at four and four right now. When we say only four and four. They were able to um, to show that that Ultimus maybe wasn't too much of a fluke by beating Berlin twice uh, in the last nine games that they have played. Um, with a win over the. Uh, Top of the NSFC, so still, still definitely a contender. Uh, would, be, would be ill of me to say that they aren't. Uh, after that, four teams at three and five. Uh, 
New Orleans and Honolulu, the ASFC, and Chicago and Yellowknife, the NSFC. Severely disappointed in Yellowknife's uh, performance to this point. Um, they do have a lot of regressing pieces, so let's not be too hard on uh, 2-6 for the Philadelphia Liberty and 1-7 for the San Jose Sabercats, both bottom of their conference. Um, both really needing to um, to make some moves uh, both for the next offseason, next couple of offseasons, to try and get back any relevance. Uh, but I think at the midway point, we can... Uh, we can say neither of these teams are going to be uh, in the postseason boring uh, catastrophe or miracle, depending on your point of view. Um, I don't have too much else to comment on. Um, didn't receive much, too much feedback on the last podcast, but as I said, this is podcasts and there's not a lot of eyes or rather ears on this space not as much as I would hope or desire um, we'll reach about the 50 minute mark so I won't push for, for too much more time um, and uh, at some point the fans went off so that's nice you know I'm a little heated after my um, excitement at the last couple of matches and the schedule there uh, oh the fans back Enjoy that that blissful, sweet, searing pain for the, the couple of seconds that I wanted to come back for. Um, don't know where that large spike of sound in my audacity uh, graph came from, but we will discover that upon playback. Um, I apologize if there was a sharp sound in your ear just now. Um, so yeah, not a lot of comments on the last one, so not more, not much more that I can extrapolate on, like, topics of conversation from here. Um, but absolutely, um, we'll put this call to action more, more on the end of the podcast rather than the smackdown in the middle of it, um, for you to reach out to me in direct messages or reach out to me, um... Yeah, just leave some comments or questions that you have in the uh, in the thread for this podcast. Um, I'd love to address any kind of topics or points of conversation or thoughts that you might have. Just anything or anything. Anything and everything. Um, I'm trying to remember if I had any, uh, any points that I kind of left wide open. Kind of caught up with the, um, the excitement there in the Colorado San Jose game or the Arizona game. Um, the, uh, the takeaways, takeaways for today's episode of the podcast: uh, know what you want, uh, use the tools that are available to get what you want, in the league. Um, and that'll be a much more enjoyable experience for you. And you're not going to find find yourself, the more you enjoy the league, the, the, I think the better influence you are in the league. If you're putting yourself in a bad spot where you're not enjoying your time, um, no matter how much, like, um, benefit that gives to your team, you're still a better, um, it's still better for the league and better for you 
if you're happier with, with your situation and what's going on. Um, that is my, my solid belief. Um, any other takeaways for the episode? Uh, Arizona's great. We're chilling. We're cooking. Um, really excited for that. Really hopeful that the kind of momentum and uh, talent uh, that we have on this roster does not does not too much go to waste, and we're able to really make a push and make a name for this uh, for this team in the record books of the International Simulation Football League. Um, what else? What else is there to comment on? Um, I don't think there's really. I think the whole point of this, the whole point of the the road twenty one twenty four, is um is for me to discuss how much I've appreciated all of the people that have gotten me to here, um, the people like Laser and Revolution that drafted me, uh, people like Crunk and Zwiz that traded for me and gave me the run of the place, if you will, if you will indulge me in that play on words. Um, really appreciate those people. Really appreciate people like Mithrid Deer, Remains Dots, um, all the different contributors, um, Caltroit, Lim J. He on the graphics side, all the media people, people like Jake, uh, uh, Jake Cortezzi, uh, Joe K. that um, help with stuff on the media side, um, people like Self Freddy and Lucid, who have been great influencers on in the podcast side, especially, not that Joe K, uh, doesn't run a great podcast, nobody, nobody tell him I said that at all, because he will dislike it, um, uh, I, I do actually love Joe K's podcast, uh, in its own weird, manic way, um, anyways, get out there, and like, Enjoy the league. Have fun, you know? Find what find what find what's fun to you and really embrace that. Um, this is great. Thanks to everybody in the league. You know, this has been Simulation as League has been a great way for me to find my my voice in many ways. Um, and to find a community to rely on in some pretty difficult times over the last year and a half to this point. Um, and as much as I uh, can whine and cry uh, and bitch and moan, uh, I do really appreciate everybody, and I hope that they know in the end uh, that criticisms uh, that I make uh, or comments that I make that can be taken as very critical um, are all about how much I care about this space um, and how much I want it to be better every day. Um, and that's, uh, that's me. That's me, baby. That's five minutes of unedited me at the end of here. That's just me, uh, me going off. With no particular thought to what I'm going to talk about. Just, just going, baby. Just going, baby. Um, cool. I'm going to edit this podcast up, ship it out. 
Um, I'm not going to think too hard about it anymore to think about, to, to, to talk about, stress, stretch this out, because uh, I'm sure you've had enough. It's great. Uh, tune in next week for more Road to 124. Uh, I believe I should have plenty of time on, on, on next uh, next Monday to stream during the, the, the general vicinity of the games. I might start late again, just because that helps me. Um, you know, I can run it on 1.5 times speed or whatever, uh, which helps uh, keep this podcast a little bit leaner for those that might want to tune in, especially if they've already uh, watched the games or know the results. Uh, I got some, some things to respond to, uh, so I will uh, I'll do that. You guys out there, um, stay cool. Enjoy your week of ISL football still to come. Uh, be back in your ears before you know. And uh, just make sure through that whole time, until I see you again, to stay questionable.